Your brain is more complex and powerful than the world's biggest supercomputer, and it's built while you're a baby growing in the womb from the recipes encoded in your genes. But how do your growing brain cells know which genes to use? The answer comes from something called epigenetic modifications, the special chemical markers that are put on your genes that help cells switch them on or off at the right time and in the right place. Helen Spears from King's College London has been finding out how these epigenetic changes are involved in building the brain and how they could explain some of the differences between male and female brains. If you think of the genome like a recipe book, every single cell in the body has exactly the same set of these recipe books. So the epigenome would be akin to sticky notes on top of these recipes, which basically tell your cells which of those recipes they need. So, you know, you need a brain one here, you need liver in your liver cells, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So your brain cells would have exactly the same recipe books as your liver cells, but the sticky notes on those recipe books would be on recipes that would be associated with brain development. But not all of those recipes are required at all times. So we were interested in looking at which of those recipes are switched on or off at different times during development. Because obviously you don't need to make liver things in your brain. No, exactly. The cells are specialised. Tell me a little bit more about what you were looking at and the the kind of things you found about these, these switches and how they work when the brain's being built. Specifically, we were looking at the epigenetic modification of DNA methylation, which is one of these switches, as you say. And we found that this is really highly dynamic across human brain development. So it changes a lot as the brain develops. And this may help us understand which of these genes are particularly important at different stages across brain development. And you were also looking at the differences between male and female brains. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of stuff and a lot of rubbish talked about how our yes. brains are so different. What did you actually find in terms of actual differences that are there in these switches and the genes they control? We found differences at approximately 500 sites of the 450,000 that we interrogated. So bear in mind that this is a really small proportion of um, the number of sites that we looked at. However, it was interesting. They still existed. There were quite substantial differences in the amount of this chemical on the DNA between males and females at these sites. And what was also interesting is that we looked in other studies that had investigated these male and female differences in adult brains, and we found that there was quite a high correlation between the differences that we looked at and the differences that they also found, which would kind of suggest that these sex differences are established early on in development and then are maintained stably throughout life. There are developmental conditions we know that tend to affect boys more, things like autism. Do you think that that's at play here? That's something that we're particularly interested in. So these molecular differences in the epigenome that we're identifying between males and females may help us to understand the differing susceptibilities in males and females when it comes to um, 
certain diseases, obviously, as we're looking in the brain, um, particularly neurodevelopmental differences such as autism and schizophrenia, which do show some sex bias, obviously autism more so tends to be more prevalent in males. So looking at these molecular differences may help us to understand the basis of those differences. That's Helen Spears from King's College London.